Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. I brought Drink you. Up, Johnny. Drink up, Johnny. I brought you a cop. You could have a hot and cold. Oh, you can double up. I don't know what's hot. One step hot, one step cold. Confuse your body. Yeah, confuse gonna your body. Music. We're gonna skip the music. I don't want to troubleshoot. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Too many things. All right, ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Dig it, dig it, Hello and welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the podcast where we interview celebrity guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson, and your trustworthy producer, Riley Bray. Now, uh, here on the BCC, we don't just collect stories. We often Mm -mm. collect stuff like comics and action figures. And you know what? It's been a while. Yeah. Since we've put the collecting in Bigfoot Collectors Club. So I wanted to start the show off today by asking uh, Bryce, have you collected anything lately? Oh, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned this oh, because my <laughs> my older brother helped my dad clean out his hoarder's house. Oh, we've heard about this and, hoarder's house <laughs> on the uh, show, I think. And so he brought me a couple of boxes. And uh, dude, I was thinking about... I get it was that, that I thought that would be weird to like pass it off to you though. Here's some of my old Star Wars junk. I want, I want your old toys. But he brought me like a Chewbacca bubble bath thing that I used to have. That would be really great if you it gave me that. It was amazing and like all these old Return of the Jedi cups like that you would get at like like oh, yeah. yeah and then the glassware too. I had old school glassware. You have those too? I'm pointing at our, our guest. Our guest is we'll not her soon. Yeah, listen, let's bring her in uh, cuz I want her, her to jump in. in. She's eager to hear this. Um from Amazon's Dangerous Book for Boys. Yes. And uh Children's Hospital and so many other things. Uh she is hilarious. She is talented. She's smart. She's great posture. She's got great posture. She uh she's shrugging her shoulders and hunched over. Uh, oh, now she's doing a little shimmy shimmy dance. I don't want to see how long this interaction can possibly go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Aaron Hayes. Yay! Oh, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I own the Burger King Return of the Jedi oh, glasses. Oh, I'm so nice. glad we kicked yes. this off like this. Yeah, that's them. And they're like yeah. so like nostalgic. And we have the Millennium Falcon, my husband's Millennium Falcon from when he was a kid, and oh, like yeah. three space cases full oh, of. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mm, figures yeah I, I would like to come over and check out your husband's collection of do you need play <laughs> yeah. come, you want to come have a play Set up date a play yeah date for I, michael to, and your I, husband. I never yeah. got the glasses because we never ate at burger king 
We were Ooh. a McDonald's family. Oh, yeah. So I had like the Camp Snoopy glasses, and we had some of the Muppet glasses, uh, yeah. which might have been right. Hardee's or something. Maybe it was McDonald's. Somebody knows. Um, but uh, yeah, I always wish I had those. I, I know exactly the glasses you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. And I think that's all lead paint, right? That's oh, got to be lead yeah. paint. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which, which <laughs> yeah. is why we love them. When you find something buried deep in your attic from the early '80s, <laughs> there's going to be take it out, it. Definitely put food or water in it and then put it to your mouth. I drank so Solid many glasses plans. of milk in lead paint coated <laughs> yeah cups when I was a kid. That would explain a lot. Oh man, Aaron, did you, have you ever collected anything? Uh yes. Just recently, I was lamenting to my daughters that I gave away all my Archie comics because they love Archie comic books, and I had like. Four boxes. Really? I read. Oh, wow. I just consumed Archie comics as a teenager. What, what were your titles, Betty and Veronica? Betty. It was mo- like Jughead. Betty and Veronica were mostly the ones, or just the regular, you know, Archie River. Like those are the ones I loved. I yeah, loved those that's ones. Cool. And then I gave and I kept them for so long. And then I just like was like, no, mom, you can get rid of them one day. And now I'm sad about oh. it. What did she do about it? She probably threw them away. Oh, no. Wow. You gave her the go-ahead. You could have bequeathed them to your children. Yeah, it was like that and one of those like five-foot-tall stuffed animal, like teddy bears <laughs> that like, she had in her attic for a long yeah, time. And she could get rid of that. You shouldn't touch fine. it because it puts that film oh, all over. Yeah. And you're like, why is this yeah. still here? Oh, yeah. That's so yeah. sad. No, yeah. the boxes he brought back, it was a, there was yeah, a was smell there? to them, too. Oh, yeah. It was just like... it's just sure. Because like, that, you know, that sense of smell brings back... So more memories, I think, than like visual stuff. You know what I mean? It just like I got flooded with like these, these old memories and stuff like that. Yeah, and we were a uh, uh, cat family. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just glancing because uh, uh, Grace, uh, our friend Grace, just poked her head in the window and signaled to Riley Bray, and he looked very shocked. Right. <laughs> Riley, if you gotta go take care of something, go take Handle care of it. your business, Riley. We got this. Um, the podcast must continue. I'll keep an eye on the old board. Uh, so uh, we were a cat family, and all the cat like the cat litter was in the storage room in our finished basement, and that's also where I kept all my toys. Oh, so there was always like a light oh, no. film of like cat litter Dimetius dust Earth. on the yeah. bo- on the Tupperware bins that my toys were in. Right. So I always associate like that musty storage room smell, even back then, with like with with my toys. With- but so it. <laughs> <laughs> That's <my> sad. <laughs> it was, my stuff smells like where my cat pee. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It really, oh, it really did. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's cool. Did you get any find any cool stuff? Uh, you know, so there was a lot of the Star Wars bubble bath stuff, um, and then uh, you know, baseball cards and no stuff action like figures. That. No, no action figures. I was actually what I was really looking forward to is I had this amazing cap gun collection now Ooh. now these were guns that were like die cast metal this was before they had to like paint them orange or put like right. an orange end cap on them so these were like really heavy nice metal cap guns and uh i used to l- love getting those and i have an amazing i had an amazing collection so i was hoping to see some of those but I no was not no well, is play the house thoroughly cleaned out yeah he cleaned everything well my, <laughs> and my brother's like change? he sold his house he's okay. moving in with his wife and then but my brother's like he still has a storage shed which you know because my brother used to collect all the star trek stuff and he'd get one one that was in the package and then one he could play with so, right so I know that he's got like a box full of just like unopened Star Trek toys, which has got to be cool yeah. and worth something. I just watched the uh, Star Trek, uh, the Toys That Made Us episode last night. Oh, you watched yeah. that on Netflix yet? The Toys That Made Us, yeah. I yeah, watched the, there's all like, of them. There's new episodes now. Oh. Four new ones. It's a really, it's a great show. Oh, I didn't Actually, know that. 
Your husband <laughs> might really like this show. It's all about the history of like they have like Barbie. The Barbie story is like a Blue is like mind, a season of Mad Men. It's <laughs> crazy. Okay. Yeah, you got a fun fact. Yeah. Is my maternal grandfather claims he invented Barbie. Oh no way! Whoa. He claims that, but he. I will tell you the story, and then I will tell you the okay. The, 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 the what, what do they say when there's a will? There's a codicil. Right, um, right. Not the right word for that. But uh, I've always just wanted to say it. Wait, that's a codicil. Um, he says he went to Mattel before any Barbie with an idea for a doll, and they said no, no, thank you, no, thank you. And honestly, like a year later, Barbie came out. I'll be darned. They you know what? He might be there. in this show. There's a lot of backstabbing that happened in the origin of Barbie, and then in the, according to the episode of Toys and Made Us, uh, she, they one of the the creator uh, took a like sex doll, like there was a figurine from like Denmark, I think, of this like cartoon of character course. of this like busty lady, and they had like little comic strips about her that were all kind of sexy, and they had novelty dolls that were that they oh made of God. them. Did she have the black and white bathing suit? Yep, she had something like that. It was might have been like a, a negligee or something, mm. but uh, she took that, uh, she looked at that and went, we have to do this in America for girls because all of the dolls up to that point were like baby dolls or little girl dolls. They didn't have like dolls that were high fashion. Yeah. So she took this like basically this sort of um, TNA jokey doll and then remarketed it. And it almost looked exactly like the actual. She was like a. You know, I don't know. She was like a she was like a, a sex icon in in Europe, and then they turned it into We're like the... I know we should give this to the kids. Yeah, yeah and the original that. doll had nipples on it, and they had to take the nipples <laughs> off. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's disappointing yeah. for all of Billion us. Billion dollars later. Um. All right. So listen, guys. Uh, we are some of these shows. You know, we're we're we've been pre-recording. And uh, we're a little backed up on BCC News, but we have a ton of uh, updates for everybody at home, okay? So listen to this. Uh, First news item. Scientists are hoping to use eDNA to prove the existence of Nessie. Oh. Do you know who Nessie is? Yes, of course I know who Nessie is. Well, I don't know what eDNA is. Well, check this out. So I'm reading this from the National Geographic website. A group of scientists plan to find out once and for all if Scotland's most famous resident, the Loch Ness Monster, is or ever was hiding in the deep by sequencing sequencing as many DNA fragments as they can find in the lake's murky waters. Since April 2018, an international research team led by University of Otago geneticist uh, Neil Gemmel has collected water samples from the iconic freshwater Mm. lake. In June, Gemmel's team will begin extracting DNA from the samples, hunting in part for Nessie's genetic uh, fingerprint. The team expects to announce their findings by January 2019. In the meantime, the project will shine a bright spotlight on environmental DNA, or eDNA for short, a relatively uh, relatively new field of study that's giving scientists unprecedented insights. So I did a little further reading, and basically what it is is that they, because especially in lakes and uh, rivers and oceans, animals shed scales and they shed skin and the water picks it up or they poop in the water and, and those little particles get passed around and are in the body of water just floating around. Floating oh. or maybe down in the sediment. Or down or, in the sediment. Right. So what they do, and I'm really nutshelling it here, is they take yeah. the water samples 
And through this process, they can see if they can pick up like, oh, here's some like sea bass DNA and what, or whatever. And they're going to try to find uh, a genetic footprint basically left behind by, by Nessie. Right. Interesting. I don't know. See if they could prove that there is an animal down there that they haven't discovered yet. Right, right. It's kind of a cool approach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, it worked for the Golden State Killer. If they can find him. And it's exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. They can find the Nessie. Same. Um, so that's exciting. So maybe uh, That's exciting stuff. Like there's some, some actual science. science there. Yeah, Look actual at- science. Uh for once on this show. That's, um that's like one of those ones where if you're the scientist working in there, you're like I hope this eccentric millionaire doesn't change his mind. I know, right? <laughs> right? Totally. Like, I will fund this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hold on. You yeah. are uh, closer, I mean, to the truth than I th- than I think you actually know. There's, oh, I'm sure. There's one eccentric uh, billionaire named Robert Bigelow who funds a lot of stuff like this, mostly on the research of, like, UFOs and interdimensional stuff. Oh, okay. He bought a haunted ranch down in, in uh, Utah called yeah. Skinwalker. And uh, he basically bought it so they could do paranormal experiments on the ranch and see oh if they could God. figure out what's happening. Yeah. There all sorts of weird Has stuff. Has he released any? I mean, that's a question for Bryce. Well, you know, he was uh, so Robert Bigelow. He made his billions off of. Uh, he was a hotelier out of uh, out of Las Vegas. I think Comfort Suite Inns were his his thing. Anyway, made a ton of mo- money and then got into the uh, the private space industry. And he started funded his own company called. Uh, uh, Bigelow Aerospace. Okay. And it's so there's only like a few people who are like, you know, there's Bezos from Amazon and and uh and and Musk. Uh, Elon Musk who's doing SpaceX and then Robert Bigelow who he actually developed a uh it's like an inflatable uh unit that you can attach to the ISS. So he's he has like he's in the space race basically. Um but anyway, yeah, no, he did a he did a uh, an interview on Dateline and I think it was Dateline. They straight up asked him, like, you know, so you believe in extra... Tra-? And he's like, no, they're here now. They're right under our nose. You know what I mean? So almost as if he had some sort of inside information, Ooh. which was very mysterious. And, you know, there was a big article that came out. We talk about it a lot, a lot, but out of the New York Times, it was, I think, out of December. We have an update um, on this. But it was today. about UFOs and the black budget. So the, you know, they, ba- they basically acknowledged that uh, there was a $22 million black budget uh, program called ATIP, Advanced Aerospace uh, threat initiation program that was funded by the Congress, uh, led by Senators Harry Reid and stuff. But the majority of that funding went to um, Bigelow's aerospace company because he had the infrastructure, you know. That's and awesome. uh, and even in the article, they sta- they stated that they had uh, they had recovered or retrieved some ano- anomalous material, metallic materials from downed craft. Ooh. And uh, so they're almost like saying, like, no, we have some interesting things to look at in our warehouse. And then, of course, they shut it down due to like disinterest. They're like, "Okay, well, that's great, but yeah. you know, we're we're going to shut the program." Do down. you mean, quote unquote, shut it down? Yeah, well, exactly. They you know, the the shut head it of, down. Well, the head of they the program, uh, Louis Elizondo, he said there's still a Quote-unquote, program. Shut it down. They were like, "We can't have this. Yeah. Enough on DACA. Shut it down. But it, you know, they're. Uh, Apparently, it's still going on, the, well, uh, listen, the program. And this takes us right to the next news item now. I got this. This is hot off the press. Hot off the press right now. Um, and uh, uh, this was sent to me right before the show started by last week's guest, uh, Scott Michael Foster. Ooh. 
And uh, this is an article from Huffington Post from uh, yesterday. Military report. UFOs may have attempted rendezvous with giant undersea objects. My buddy just sent me that I was right before I got here. I thinking about that this morning. Not that article. Right. But I was thinking about just like because it's in my head because I knew I was coming here. I was like, aliens are here. It's for sure a full abyss situation. Oh, yeah. They're totally. under the, USOs. Like, you can't tell me that there's those like jellyfish are so close to being aliens. You yes. look at those oh, yeah. ones with the with the twinkling lights and everything. Yeah. Like you could pull any creature out of the bottom of the sea. That's the only place that is like impossible to explore and to really fully understand because we're just not supposed to be down there. Absolutely. You and know, it's they, really hard to get down there. What a there. great You're place like, to hide. Right? Yeah. Yes. They say we've explored more surface area of the moon than we have the depths of the ocean yeah. floors on our own planet. So. Okay. So l- listen to this. This is going to blow your guys' minds. Okay. New details are emerging about a UFO sighting recorded by the U.S. military in the waters off the coast of California oh, yeah. 14 years ago. The 2004 incident involving the Tic Tac UFO, which mm-hmm. was mentioned in the uh, New York Times article from December. Um, that the Pentagon had identified these uh, UFOs and one that they nicknamed the Tic Tac because it looked like a giant flying Tic Tac. It was in one of the three videos they released with the uh, article, yeah. <clears throat> uh, the Involving the Tic Tac UFO, named it because it was a fast-moving white object that resembled one of the mints, was first revealed late last year by the New York Times and the Washington Post, as we just stated. KLAS, the CBS affiliate in Las Vegas, obtained a copy of a report prepared by and for the military, quote-unquote, in 2009 that details multiple interactions with anomalous aerial vehicles, AAVs, over two weeks in late 2004. The report also discussed the high-speed and advanced cloaking capabilities that allow the AAVs to evade observation and detection. Mm. And uh, this is a quote, the AAVs would descend very rapidly from approximately 60,000 feet down to approximately 50 feet in a matter of seconds, the report noted. Pilots indicated there may have been something in the water as well. One pilot described a disturbance up to the size of a football field. And this is, uh, in the water? In the water. The, and the pilot says, um, the disturbance appeared to be 50 to 100 meters in diameter and close to round. It was the only area and type of whitewater activity that could be seen and reminded him of images of something rapidly submerged from the surface like a submarine or a ship sinking. Okay, so that's from the report. Uh, and like I said, I'm winging this just because we got this uh, just in. The disturbed area also resembled shoal water around a barely submerged reef or island, but as the pilot flew away, he could see that the disturbance had cleared and the seas calmed. Although he never made visual contact with whatever caused the disturbance, the report stated that it may have been caused by an AAV, which was unseen due to cloaking or invisible to the human eye. Strange. Uh, another pilot described the, distur- uh, the, wa- the disturbance between, uh, beneath the water of an AAV that looked like frothy waves and foam, almost as if the water was bo- boiling. And a submarine in the vicinity didn't uh, detect anything in the water, and they said that that means that whatever this was for the Size they it were was cloaked. Well, <laughs> well, and they on, said, man. and and the, and they kind of in the article that they were like, eh, they must be pretty advanced because we have advanced sonar. So, right. do you think it had something to do with a love as powerful as the one between Ed Harris and Mary Elizabeth <laughs> Mastrantonio? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like they so. probably had to reunite them, so they had to come up to the surface. Somebody get so a check. Where was live. Ed Harris during yeah. this moment? When emotions are heightened like that, 
Aliens will do whatever it takes matter. Yeah. to bring two, two. middle aged <laughs> human beings together. <laughs> together. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the military has not uh, uh, confirmed no no or comment. denied any of the details in the report and has little to say about, uh, about it and other recent footage, including mm. a video released in March of a 2015 encounter, which we'll yeah. have to go look for. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I thought that was a cool update on yeah. some of the information we got in the uh, report from uh, the New York times in december so yeah um uh, yeah. pretty cool starting to get some mainstream attention here all this ufo a- stuff AAVs, huh? that's a new yeah, term a- i haven't yeah, heard what, that what must was be a AAV AAV again it, it was, was um anomalous t- aerial vehicles so okay. it's like anomalous. ufo because the 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 current linguistic acronym is is uap unidentified aerial phenomena that's kind of taken over ufo because um, there's definitely it's a phenomena at play but now they're adding that new acronym as well it must be so. a military thing strange but you know this is uh this isn't the first time we've heard of like objects flying in and out of the ocean close to california catalina has a uh has a real strong background and a lot of witnesses seeing you know um objects fly in and out of uh out of Ooh. the ocean from catalina and a lot of ufologists i want to see on- that they yeah, think there's totally. an under underwater base. Off, yeah, they think off, there's an uh, underwater base out there because the on Google Earth you can out. like go down and and you can like see this like flat like area and it looks like it looks like kind of like a like a coliseum, but like they they're like that's a UFO base. Yeah, and, um, and yeah. you're like liars. It's Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. That's right. Exactly. It's right there. Found it. Google right. Earth. Thank we you have, so much. We have one more update. Okay, just a busy day for news. Wow. An, ident- an unidentified wolf-like creature was shot and killed <gasps> oh, in Montana. Yeah, you sent me this. This blew my mind. This is from the Washington Post. In Montana, it's legal to shoot wolves that get perilously close to people or livestock. And that's exactly what a rancher in Denton uh, thought he did, putting a bullet into something with four legs and canine teeth that came within stalking distance of his herd. Oh yeah. But when he summoned wildlife officials to investigate, something was off. The dead animal's canine teeth were too short, the front paws were tiny for a wolf, and the claws on those paws were too long. The ears were too big as well, experts told the Washington Post, and the coat was wrong. This was no wolf. Mm-mm. It was a young, non-lactating female and a can- uh, canid or member of the dog family. Montana wildlife officials concluded, but that's about as far as animal experts got. We have no idea what this is. Bruce is it Arya's dire wolf? Mm. Well, that's mm-hmm. what people are. Uh, mm-hmm. People were actually comparing it to a dire wolf. They said it was that size, and um, and uh, um, I don't know if it's Numeria. Uh, we haven't seen her in a while, yeah. uh, but um, it's brown. It almost looks like in the photos, and it's sad because they killed this thing. That sucks. Aww. It almost looks like a bear, you know. And it reminded me of some of these stories of. Um, we did uh, a few episodes back. We uh, well, a few months back now. At this point, we did a story on the Beast of Bray Road, which mm-hmm. was a dog man or a wolf man like creature Ooh. that people would see. And then in some of the descriptions, people would talk about seeing a giant um, wolf that almost looked like a bear. It had almost bear properties to it. And when I saw these photos, I was like, that looks like the bear wolf that people talk about. Yeah. Um, so Bruce Ockley, information manager for Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, said they have no idea what it is. And we won't know until we get the DNA test back. Um, and there's, uh, I know, I read, was reading up on it, there are some people that think it might be some type of dog and wolf hybrid. Yeah. That a wolf and a dog, much like uh, Ed Harris and Elizabeth. 
Um, you say it better than I do. Mary Elizabeth Massantonio. Thank yeah. you. Damn. Damn. That's my new ringer. Based it. Yeah. Gracias. <laughs> uh, maybe they fell in love and created this hideous uh, offspring. No, totally. Listen, shot. I have the. Uh, you sent me this article, and I was immediately sent it to my Squatchers text group. But uh, I was, uh, I was intrigued. Uh, <laughs> time out. Time out. Hold up. Yeah, your Squatchers. Yeah. Text so uh, ever, yeah. ever, yeah. So uh, me and. Uh, well, you know, I did that. I, I, there's foot, there's well, two people in this room that are very <laughs> sad not to be included on this text group here. Why is this I think we need up? to have a friendship trust circle. I, I love a group text. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, they went to a Star Wars thing without. They went to a. a, a oh, a, he's throwing that back in our okay. face. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, <laughs> your boom, foot back in was your broken. face. <laughs> no, I've been. So uh, you know, ever since I did that movie Willow Creek with Bobcat and the producer Amy Pearson and Alexi, we've been we've been texting Bigfoot stuff. Uh, at, you know. That's cool, man. Now. That's cool. Yeah, they want to come do the Happy show. And I think, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, tell them to text me. But anyway, we'll, I uh... text me and Riley, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> Riley, I'll text you about it. Uh, right, cool. cool, cool. Anyway, yeah, no, that's it was a very intriguing, uh, very intriguing article. I have the feeling science is going to come back in like a week. I'm like, oh, it was just a just a stray wolf or something like that. I don't think. I think it's most likely a hybrid of a dog and a wolf. That yeah, we just haven't had this uh, combo before. Yeah. I mean, because it's this like is... nature's labradoodle. Yeah, <laughs> nature's labradoodle. Listen, you get out. Where does this take place? Where was this Montana. article? Montana. You get out. You know, some lonely wolves out in Montana. Yeah, and just the one dog on the ranch. Yeah, <laughs> it's only a matter. Of time. This is a Disney movie. Yeah, uh, right? Waiting to happen. Somebody, oh. it's like that movie with the bear, where the bear eats magic mushrooms and is like tripped out of its mind. It's like, oh, this is um, sexy. I honestly think it's called like The you, Bear. <laughs> wait, there's a bear that eats magic mushrooms? Yeah, there's this movie that came out, I want to say like in college or something. Uh, is this the... It just follows a ba- a baby bear as it grows and the bear eats these mushrooms and he's tripping a little there's bit. There's a stoner scene with there's the bear? There's a stoner scene no with way. the bear. Now I gotta watch the bear. Yeah, I, animal movies always make me sad because I don't like seeing them in danger. It's sad, and then you get, and then you know a little bit more about production, and you're like, "Was that bear okay?" Oh, I've heard horror. <laughs> you know, like Milo, like Milo and Otis for a while was yeah, my right. favorite movie. I'll and never. Then was like, it was like seven cats that were killed on that. Yeah, movie. Yeah, they just Something threw like, cats like, off waterfalls. They just yeah oh, no. threw them off waterfalls. Yeah, right. Waterfall yeah. cat scene. Take three. <laughs> yeah, that is so terrible. awful. Oh, no. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, my, my whole thing with that is like, so I believe that like even Loch Nessing and that DNA thing and, and all the Bigfoot thing, I think it lives more in the paranormal world. So, I mean, while while they leave kind of flesh and blood evidence, I Here don't, the worms. I don't yeah. think Here's the can take it, <laughs> take the bait. Here's the worms coming <laughs> out of the can. I don't think they're ever going to get to a place where science has a, a, a Bigfoot body on its on its lab table. And you know, I like for instance, we did a we did an episode where they, you know, up in Snellgrove Lake, they caught this what they thought was you know Bigfoot DNA, come hair samples, even you know blood and tissue samples, and even when they an- analyze those, they can only get so far as to say, well, it's not quite human and it's not quite primate; it's somewhere in the middle. But we can't definitively say it because there's no animal on the databank on the on the on the DNA geo databank because that they can compare it to. Yeah, that's right. Because they actually, in order to actually classify a species, it has to already be in the databank, and so 
And so it's left like in this kind of middle world where, you know, and, and no scientist will even like touch it, you know. A middle yeah. earth, maybe. Like, yes. <laughs> like a middle earth, exactly. You're saying he lives in the tunnel systems. Maybe the definitely Interdimensional tunnel, tunnel systems. Yeah. Tunnel systems. Yeah. By the way, uh, put your Bigfoot body on my table. That's my new single yeah. coming out. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. July, July drop. Put your Bigfoot body, Bigfoot body on my on table. table. So I'm just saying, I guess I would be surprised if they found anything like a crypto... Cryptologically about this uh, this wolf thing, um, I, I, I mean, maybe they have a body. I know, so I think it's gonna right. I it, I don't think it's a magical creature, right? I think it's a. Uh, I think it's, it's uh, the is the general thinking yes. on yes. is yeah. the general thinking on Bigfoot that it's a magical creature. Not the general thinking, but we sure like to throw that around. In this <laughs> room. Okay, that's my, I mean, right. that's, there, there, there are a couple camps of thought. There's the camp that there it is an undiscovered primate or a species of undiscovered primate. That's the majority oh, of the camps. That's the majority. Yeah. Uh, and most serious cryptozoologists say that's what it is. There is a side camp that says it could be flesh and blood like that, but it may not be of this earth or this earthly plane, it might slip in and out of slip dimensions. In. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. What do you think? What's your gut telling you? I don't. I'm like I don't find the woods to be as mysterious as the bottom of the ocean. Right. And I'm like, by now, wouldn't there be a body, Bigfoot body, on the table? Mm-hmm. That's what I put. Body on the table. I'm still working on it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, Can I? uh, Sure. Yes. Do you mind recording a couple vocals before you leave today? Thanks. Uh, So that's what I think. That by this time, most things from the woods have been found. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have a few bodies out there. That you know. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Good luck, motherfuckers. Um, What if that was my? Horribly creepy way to admit that I have murdered people. Yeah. And Just that's where out great. Open on our All podcast. right, now the FBI's on me yeah. again. Um, okay, <laughs> great. Well, let's take the focus off of the news and wolf love, and yeah. let's put it on our guest, okay. Aaron yeah, Hayes. Hi. Thank you for joining us and sitting through that nonsense. I know, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I like oh, nonsense. God. Aaron, uh, uh, we have a question we like to ask all of our guests, which yeah. is, what is your personal paranormal history? Mm-hmm. Um, I have like two things. Ooh, that's have, more than a lot of people. I have one that feels pretty definitive. Great. Uh, and that is, I went to college in Boulder, and I lived in this con, this three story condo with my three best friends, and there was the stuff that would happen in my one friend's room, in the top room above the living room, and it would be stuff like. She would be in a room and the faucet would turn on. Like, oh, yeah. just the water would start going. You're like, okay, well, but the rest of the time it worked normally, you'd actually have to turn the knob and the faucet would come on. So the faucet would come on and she'd walk in and be like, oh, the water's on. That's weird. So turn it off. Would, she, the, would the knob have turned too? Or did the water I don't just know. I don't know that the... we got into that. Right. Like, well. It right. wasn't like Sounds a couple like you trips. could have used a couple of paranormal podcasters. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but then the, and she, then she's the kind, like she wasn't living in filth like the rest of us. Like she was actually a neat person. She would lay her clothes out on the bed and then go take a shower and then come back and put get dressed. You know, the, like unlike I would sleep underneath clean piles of laundry for mm-hmm. a month before I folded it to put I it mean, away. It right. is comfortable. Yeah, right? It's, right. it's always Especially, warm. It's yeah, like a right compost when it comes pile. out of it. <laughs> out of the wash. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Great. Uh, <clears throat> so she would come out of the shower and her clothes would be like had been thrown onto the floor 
or they'd be not there, and she'd find them later, like at the bottom of her closet or something. Weird. So that's that stuff that's a little bit strange. But then mm. there was one day where everybody that was home was in the living room, which is just below her room. And we heard this huge loud bang in her room, went upstairs, and this very significant dresser was pushed two feet away from the wall and down on its front. You guys had some yep. psycho uh, t- telekinetic activity. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, yeah. we every possibility was thrown out for that. Like, well, maybe the top two drawers were open and it tipped over. But then in that scenario, it doesn't, the drawers don't close perfectly back on, into their right. drawer pockets. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that word would be. Uh, drawer pocket. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah drawer pocket. Or... You know, my grandfather... Two feet away from the wall, that was the thing. That's crazy. My grandfather actually, I don't know if this is true, but he claimed to invent the drawer pocket. <laughs> <laughs> they had all these drawers. They didn't know yeah. what to do with yeah. them. Like, these are he might be full of that, I've though. got it. And he drawer took, pocket. He, he took it to Ikea. Yeah. 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 A year uh, later, Ikea came out with it. <laughs> that so, is creepy. Sure. That's the one that we were like, well, there's wow. nobody else in the house. It's just yeah. us down here. Did you ever feel like a, an energy in that place or like, a, or is it just these weird things that kind of happen? It was, or? I didn't really hang out up in her room yeah, all that right. much. We didn't, you know, I don't Sounds know like why it was the cleanest room. some tension in the house. Right. <laughs> there some tension in there. There was one, like, I, this was something else about so you guys Boulder fighting. has some. I actually, wait, I want to just take a minute. I feel sorry for this roommate. First of all, yeah. her room is haunted and she's living with filthy fucking roommates. <laughs> and nobody don't want to hang out with her. Yeah, right? No. I'm, I'm on her side in there. We all hung out in the living room. Oh, okay. No one hang uh, out in my room either. Right, right. Um, but that was kind of the most definitive one. There was one other time in Boulder that I know clouds are clouds. You know, they make all sorts of different shapes. But every once in a while, like I was driving in Boulder and I look up. And the cloud makers. The cloud makers the make cloud makers, something they, they really make fucking great. Uh, I look up and there's like, no shitting. It's, a, it's huge. And it, it looks like a woman with long braids and a peaceful look on her face, holding her arms like she's holding a baby, looking down on all of Boulder. And I pulled Whoa. over my car and mm. lo- and I mean, it looked like you're looking up at Mother Earth. Like it was that beautiful Whoa. and touching. And, and it w- and like long braids. And I know that Boulder is, was, is a Native American, you know, there was mm-hmm. Native Americans that mm-hmm. lived in that area. And it, was one of the most moving things I've ever seen. I pulled wow, over for wow. like five minutes and stared at this huge thing, walk, looking around, going, "Why is nobody else?" So it was else almost Native American in her appearance. In, in her the appearance, yes, in mm. this very peaceful look on her face. It was just this beautiful moment. That's cool. That, that is was awesome. That was yeah. that was an undeniable. I was like, "This is actually happening." Yeah, you saw a vision. A vision. Were there other people pulling over and seeing it as well? No, but it was a very busy street. Maybe if I had been on campus or right. in an area um, where people were walking how about cool, how cool because you could have easily so easily missed that just not looked up yeah mm-hmm. this is a you know i always say keep looking up i mean honestly okay. we joke about it, we say keep your eyes on the skies here i do it all the <laughs> time but like you got i mean there's shit happening over our heads all the time right? and we don't notice i'm yeah. always looking up yeah. so what do you think that was what does your intuition tell you that that might have been I don't. It just felt so nurturing mm-hmm. and nice that it was like maybe it is some sort of spirit from uh, looking over this area yeah. or something. I I don't know. Yeah. Do you think that uh, yeah. that was there a child in her arms or was Boulder the child? Oh. You know what I mean? Was she looking down down on, on her baby? On, on you guys as the baby? Maybe. I love that story. Yeah, it was yeah, beautiful. Cool. It was I wish really you beautiful. had iPhones back then. Right. Could... That's the thing. Prove it. 
But yeah. here's so that those were my two like definitive. Well, that's two definitive things. I just remembered the cloud thing. But here's the other thing that happens to me, and I'm sure it happens to other people, and probably can be scienced explanation wise. Okay, I'm waiting for you to be like science every night, yeah. three to four foot no. tall gray beings yeah. with black <laughs> almond shaped eyes come into my room, make me float around in space. Yeah. No, know what that is. but I have throughout my life. Uh, there's been. Well, like when I was in college, there would be, it's that thing of feeling like someone's coming in the room while you're sleeping and sitting on the end of the bed. And I can feel the weight Mm. on the end of the bed. I can feel the bed depressed. That's not a universal experience. I I just know it's happened to other people. But there's, and there's certain times in my life, like in our old house, it always felt fine. It didn't feel um, malevolent. You know, it, it felt thought like it was somebody watching over me sitting on the end of the bed but i couldn't wake up i can't wake up to Mm -hmm. say like it's just like i know somebody's there i can Mm -hmm. feel it on the bed when we moved into this new house a year and a half ago i there was a couple times where it was somebody right next to me like almost at head level yeah and i could and that was the one that i i like i can hear when i'm talking in my sleep and Mm. i i knew that i was saying no thank you I'm good. <laughs> polite though. I like, like I'm so it. polite. And there was no one like where it, it, it no was like yeah, no. You can like no. I was like you can go now. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> no, thank wow. you. There was one night where it did feel like the physical presence pressing down yeah. on my body while now, I'm this sleeping. Is pretty universal. That's that that that, that yes. That's called the old hag syndrome, uh, which I think was an old name for uh, uh, sleep paralysis. Which a lot of this stuff you're describing—that's what I'm saying. Like that sleep paralysis. Like, yeah, it's a, a state between awake and asleep where people experience auditory and visual phenomenon that might be created by the brain might also be like because you're in between two Slipping worlds you might the, be seeing yeah. some other that's stuff the thing mm-hmm. is you're like all right i'm like okay well this is what it feels like i'm sure there is a scientific explanation for this yeah. and that's you know i think people who have it extremely that's their night terrors right yeah well it goes into that, that i i have experience you know in that, that in that uh, we we've touched on this before too in lucid dreaming there's a thing called wild it's an acronym and it stands for wake induced lucid dreaming and it's the more difficult way to to go from to get to lucid dreaming but to to do it you really just you start awake and you and you literally just wait there until you start dreaming and a lot of people have a trouble with it and I did too because there's that point that you're talking about right before you know images start to come in a dream world something usually appears in the room stands on the chest or like on the even on the end of the bed and and it's like you know people have related it to like almost demon-esque or alien-esque and uh it's a it's it's, it's all, all of them say it's terrifying like you feel like you can't breathe and um but oh, it, mine have, have never been that way that terrifying crazy. thing well we've also we we just did a gallery reading and a medium had told <laughs> she she seemed to uh keep saying that a lot i guess dead people love to watch us sleep <laughs> so I, well i was thinking about that this yeah. morning i was like you know what if heaven forbid i pass away and i and i've got my children out there I would love to watch them sleep. Right, <laughs> like, I'd yeah. love to just come and look at them when I knew that it wouldn't freak them out. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> that, she said that a few times. Yeah. That, that that leads me to my next question, uh, which was: uh, wh- Have your kids experienced anything? Have there? I mean, obviously, kids have nightmares, but have you 
Have the kids ever come to you and said, hey, there's something in my room or blah, blah, blah. Is there anything they've ever done to creep you out? No, not like that. Most of their dreams are just wasted dream life of like, it's my dress, Maggie. And you're like, you hear her talking, you're like, what a waste, man. What you guys do when you're awake? Spice it up a little bit. Come on. Seriously. Where's your dreams about bunny rabbits and flying? Have you examined any of their drawings? Because sometimes clues to what's haunting them are in the drawings. Like Like if it's a family portrait and then next to the family is a tall dark being <laughs> might be a sign that oh you mean like do you think i really need to explore that like, yeah, i'd be like yeah. oh shit this seems that seems pretty obvious no i don't think I they mean, have that's to... how it's done in the that's what movies tell me <laughs> one of my daughter's room one of my daughter's rooms when you go to close the door it pushes close closed on you uh-huh. but i know that's where we have the vents but for a while we're like i think that ghost just really wants to be alone with lila right, right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. no she's yeah fine. she's super sweet yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, I never had that thing of it, it pressing down feeling terrifying. It mm. always felt like a person. But That's this weird. in this house, it didn't feel as kind. Right, right. Where I was like, no, thank you. There's right. a demon called uh, a succubus, and it's uh, like an old hag that sits on, it's like a mythological creature. Yeah, I've folklore. heard of that. It takes your breath. It yeah. sits on people's chests when they sleep and sucks out uh, their life force. Do you remember Cats? Remember that movie Cat's nice. Eye by Stephen yeah, of King? Yeah, That little troll that came out of the wall. Oh, I Which love that movie. sucked their breath out, right? Yeah, it was That's so yeah. creepy. Based on that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. But yeah, and apparently terrible. this medium would be like, you know, so she'd be like, yeah, well, your your dad likes to watch you sleep. And she's like, do you want him to keep doing that? Or like, because you can tell him those are the rules. And so apparently you can like say, no, I'd rather not have him watch me sleep anymore. So Oh, so it was good that I was saying, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. You can go now. Yeah, yeah. So you're doing the right stuff. <laughs> That's actually ghost rules. You're supposed to tell them, like, get out. If you're you're not welcome or evoke um, the name of like Christ or another, it's actually it's really funny. I've been reading this book on the history of the occult, and they talk about in some of the early, um, early, early Christian uh, records, they talk about how Christ uh, was a sorcerer and a magician, mm. and the church that once the church was established, they didn't like that take on Jesus. But I guess the term Jesus. Uh, was a name was a was a, a word to command uh, spirits back in the day. It used to be something a word you would say um, to banish evil spirits. So it's kind of cool. I didn't know that. That, that that's an that's, interesting. Take. So it was like a, his name was like uh, in ancient Hebrew, like a a command to banish. Um, malevolent demons mm. and uh which which kind of made sense to me rang a bell in situations like this because you always hear on like ghost hunting stuff shows and when you talk to mediums that like one of the things that you're supposed to say is like in the name of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and you can sort of get get rid of uh spirits that way that are unwelcome but um I don't know just interesting stuff oh. crazy um, but yeah, there's a great, uh, very scary uh, documentary on Netflix called The Nightmare that covers a lot of this stuff. So Ooh. you might want to check it out. Ooh, it's I haven't pretty, heard or seen that. Yeah, super okay. yeah I don't, oh, yeah. Check that out. It's I don't super mind, creepy. I don't mind, like the one in the other house or like when I was growing up, I never minded because it felt like some nice grandmother or something or some like almost, yeah. you know, like a guardian angel or something yeah. just Cloud kind lady. of watching over me. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't love to get into the science of it because I'm like, well, like it's kind of nicer to believe that. Like I, I, when deja vu's got ruined for me, when someone's telling me how the brain is actually processing it. 
I wouldn't. Have, um, they haven't been spoiled for us yet. Do you want me to spoil it yeah, for you? Do it. Well, here's what people say: mm. is that what it is? Is it just the memory portion of your brain processing it before? the normal portion oh, right. of your I've, brain. I've heard that. So, if, you know, you've heard that. Yeah. But, like, for a while, I was like, it just means I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. It you know, is. like, <laughs> this is like a, hey, you, you're on the right path here. On this, this is, show, this, yeah. deja vu, it means it's where you're supposed to be. Period. Done. dang it. Yep. Yeah. But I've had deja vus where I've been like, hey, I dreamt this before. Like, I can but remember I that's what a it dream. feels like, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think there's more to that than just uh, how they've Reduced it. I mean, just because scientists put a, uh, this is what we pretty much sure it is. It's all taking place in the brain. You go, I don't buy that. You know what I mean? I, I think, I think you're well, right to because, keep your, yeah, to keep, uh, to keep your mind open. And you know, listen, science does not have all the there answers. There is that. There's that thing. I had it with my mom a while ago because um, she's way more into uh, esoteric, the esoteric world than I. You know. My parents had a channeler that they talked to since I grew up. Ooh, and, oh, wow. Um, that fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like from different lands and from, you know, Atlantis and, and oh, so communities. Oh, you're stranger to this whole world. I am no stranger to this kind of stuff. And there was a while where I think any child pushes back against their parents and, and goes like, well, what's your proof? How do you know it's, it's not just this person making this up? And and then after a while you go, who cares? Right. Who cares? Believe whatever you want to believe. You know, like wars over religion seem like the dumbest thing in the world to me because yeah. no one's ever going to know. So believe whatever makes you happy and lets you function in this world as a satisfied human yeah. as long as you're not hurting someone else. Look, we're you know? all the architects of our own reality at the end yeah. of the day. I mean, for better or for worse. And would you rather believe in that? let this kind of stuff shape your reality or like some Russian uh, troll bots? I yeah. mean, either way, you know what I mean? We're susceptible to all of our, to everything. And uh, I'd rather um, this stuff uh, create my world than some of the shit that's online these yeah. days. Yeah, no, I'd like sure. to continue believing that whenever I dream about lots of bunny rabbits, something good is coming my way. I think that's, that's yeah, usually true. what I've had like three distinct dreams about, like over being overrun by bunnies. And then there's <laughs> some w- uh, weird fortune of luck that that comes yeah. my way within like a couple of days. It's super, that's I'm like, awesome. come on, bunnies, come totally. bring it on. <laughs> and I'd like to believe that like what you saw in the, in the sky above Boulder might have been a sign from like Gaia is a Mother Earth spirit sending right? you like a, a, a message of, uh, you know, of, comfort. of warmth and of comfort. Warmth. Sure, why yeah. not? Okay, well, before we take a break, I want to play our new game. It's called Bullshit or Believe It. Okay. It's rapid fire. I'm just going to name these topics and you tell me if okay. they're bullshit or you believe it. <laughs> okay. And we're just going to go right through them, okay? Yeah. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Aaron Hayes. Yeah. Bullshit or believe it? Ghosts. Believe it. Alien greys. Kind of believe it. Angels. Believe it. Gnomes. Don't. Bullshit. JFK assassination conspiracy. Believe it. Yeti. Unicorns. <laughs> bullshit. Loch Ness Monster. Maybe bullshit. Parallel universes. <laughs> kind of believe it. Reptilians disguising themselves as humans. I saw people of Earth. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> That's a TV Stick show. to the rules. Bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> Heaven. Bullshit. Hell. Bullshit. Dragons. Bullshit. Elves. Bullshit. ESP. Believe it. Demons. Uh, believe it. Atlantis. 
kind of believe it. Faith in your career. Oh, I believe it. Wow, nice. <laughs> well done. Uh, wait, did any of those ring a bell? I feel like she kept looking at me to see if I'd get mad. I know. <laughs> Eric, you better. I love it when people are worried about offending us about their belief in Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, awesome but so, i'm so inconsistent no it's okay uh, i love this new game it's such a great list. barometer on where our guests live you what know? did you say parallel universes i said believe yeah. it okay, yeah you should throw mermaids in there oh, okay good oh, yeah. that's a good one i need to do another one yeah i'll put him right after uh reptilians disguising them that's a fun <laughs> game yeah that that lets us know right where they our guests stand yeah, yeah. It gives yeah. a good uh, now get out. Yeah, now leave. Sure, you sure. non Yeti believer. I get it. I get it. I get it. You non believer. Um, all right, great. Wait, did you say you believe in gnomes? No, no. Oh, no. Shit. All right, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Although I would, oh, yes, hard because Wait. I would love. I was Do the kid it. that built little fairy lands. Oh. Yes. in the in you know like in, in the, the moss daughter, and stuff. And that. I still yeah. look at like people when they had that certain kind of moss growing all along, oh, and I'm yeah. like, I would totally live there yep. in that bonsai mm-hmm. on that tree with those moths. I would really Definitely. love to live in a little fairy uh, right? house, little fairy garden. Yeah. <sighs> so nice but like do we count gnomes as like is that what like in ireland they're calling the little people you know with the- well there's there's that they're also there's a wave like there's the been a recent Huni? wave yes and there's been a recent wave of like gnome sightings in south america that i'm gonna i've started researching for a future episode oh interesting and there are stories there was actually one in wyandotte county kansas where uh not far from where i grew up um, I used to of, have a Wyandotte chicken. Yeah. Oh, did oh. you really? Oh, do you still have chickens? No. Oh, we gave them away. <laughs> Fair enough. That's okay. Um, they went to a better place. Good. There a are, ranch in Riverside. <laughs> there are some weird stories of people who buy properties and move into old farmhouses, and with and a couple stories. This common theme is the barn. And then they once they're on their new land, they discover that there is a tiny old man living in their barn with weird teeth and often wearing pointed caps wow. and like traditional what? gnome clothing that will terrorize the family um, for an amount of time. And it's super, super weird. Like you, these stories are and where Very are they abundant. popping? Now, some of the really? stuff, some of the stuff sounds like creepy pasta, just kind of like creepy stories. But there are some recorded gnome, for lack of a better term, encounters with little people that are. Uh, Really uh, disturbing families, which mm. is interesting. That would very that would be very disturbing to me. There's yeah, a lot of this just, happening yeah. right now. Not I so think much I'm just going to buy a barn, and yeah. maybe we're going to rent out for weddings yeah. sometime. A lot of those stories. Sleep there first. Yeah. Check the barn. A lot of those stories yeah. in America seem to have been in like more like the mid mid century 60s 70s, um, but then uh, a lot are happening right now in South America, which is really weird. So we'll do you do think it's because it trumps America? Probably. <laughs> it's just. It's really open the door. Yeah. It's opened another <laughs> a lot yeah. of ugliness. Yeah. You might be onto something. I think so. Okay, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. It's time for high strangeness. Welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club. It's time for high strangeness. Now, this is a piece that I've been trying to put together for some time now. And I uh want to give a shout out to um 
to uh, Lindsay uh, Zakopal, a, a friend of mine, a friend of a friend of a friend of mine, uh, who back in December passed along an issue of Desert Oracle to me. And there was an article in it. She said, you need to do a story on the Yucca Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I started researching and I noticed that Yucca Man, who is just the tip of the iceberg of a larger phenomenon happening here, right here in Southern California. In the Yucca Valley? Oh, the Yucca wow. Valley in the Mojave Desert in uh, <clears throat> in the Anza Borrego State Park, which is uh, outside San Diego. Um, these Today's high strangeness topic is called Tales of the Desert Sasquatch. Ooh. Cool. And we'll start this one with the Borrego Sandman. Now, stories of desert-dwelling Sasquatch stretch all the way back to the earliest days of the West. When Spanish missionaries from Mexico came north during the 1700s, they heard stories from the local native peoples about the hairy devils that roamed the barren and desolate landscape of what is now known as Anza Borrego State Park. As prospectors and pioneers headed west in the 1800s, reports of tracks and encounters with the creatures themselves exploded. By 1876, there were many eyewitness reports of the Sandman, or men, in the, uh, that are known in the area known as Dead Man's Hole, including incidents of human bodies being found as if ravaged by wild animals. Which, to be fair, I felt maybe they, they maybe they were there's some wild animals out there. Yeah. That same year, 1886, a prospector named Turner Helm reported to a San Diego newspaper that he and his partner had seen a wild ape-like creature covered in thick black hair, like that of a bear, but with the face of a man. The two prospectors even tried speaking to the oddity in numerous languages before it took off into the hills. Now, reports of the Borrego Sandman resurged in the mid to late 1960s. One famous encounter during this flap took place with a prospector by the name of Harold Lancaster. Here's his story in his own words. I was camped up on a mesa one morning when I saw a man walking in the desert. The figure came closer. I thought it was another prospector. Then I picked up my binoculars and saw the strangest sight in my life. It was a real giant ape man. Mm. I had heard about the screaming giant ape man up in Tulum County that frightened people for a couple of years. Another person and I even went up there to look for the thing. I decided it was a hoax and never expected to actually see one. As the Sandman drew closer... Uh, uh, that, th- uh, sorry, that was actually not in, supposed to be in character. As the Sandman drew closer, Lancaster began. <laughs> what? Also, wait, what year is this? This is in the 60s. This the is like 1960s? 1966. Ooh, it's prospectors um, in the 1960s? Yeah, because yeah, the, because this area is really, uh, crazy uh this state park the borrego the the it's like there are all these canyons and caverns okay. it is like the badlands of california desolate. it's super desolate it's very rough terrain and so is that why this character sounded more like an 1880 yes <laughs> yes because okay. all all of our characters sound i just wanted like to understand your character work. that's also no. the voice we use for scientists yeah we also do with scientists <laughs> yeah. but um scientists. there are rumors that there, there it's an area that's i think even at least up into the 60s was still popular for prospectors because there there were all these rumors that there was gold out there that there was even buried treasure out there Turtle Hills that like there were rumors that like 
um, storms had carried ships all the way in, like from from the like uh, oh. hundreds of years ago, and you could go find old pirate ships out there and stuff. It's a really mysterious area, and so people like to go out there explore to see if they can okay. find treasure. Or gold. So anyway, the Sandman drew closer and Lancaster became worried. And he said, that thing was big. I was no match for it. I had a twenty-two pistol on my hip, but it would have been like shooting at a gorilla with a pea shooter. I was afraid the beast might get too close, so I fired a couple rounds into the air. The Sandman jumped a good three feet off the ground and when the sounds of shots uh, when the sounds of the shots reached him, he turned his head, looked towards me, and took off running in the other direction. And when asked why he didn't shoot and kill the Sandman, he said, I was afraid. They should be protected. They're a form of a human, a primitive species. It would be murder to kill one. They should be studied. So that's the tale. Wow. That's uh, an encounter with the Borrego Sandman. Um, and we hear this a lot of times where uh, when hunters tell these tall tales of seeing these Sasquatch, oftentimes they say that they don't want to kill them. There's something about Too human-esque. Them. There was something about them that made them not, that felt like they'd be killing another man and not an animal. Yeah. And that's kind of where they draw the moral line because the face is supposedly so human. There's also a phenomenon, uh, and I don't know if I get into it too much here, but when I was researching this, it comes up time and time again um, with these desert Sasquatch where people who have encountered them almost feel a telepathic um, connection. connection that tells them that to to remain calm and that the 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 other the entity is not there to, so you're to harm them. These they put out a real good vibe. They put yeah. out a yeah. real real so chill cow. vibe. Yeah, so cow yeah. chill vibe. Bruh, bruh, chill, I ain't no bruh. danger. Don't I'm yeah. no danger, bruh. <laughs> now uh, the next uh, desert Sasquatch monsters are the Speedway monster. And the Yucca Man. Further northeast, just outside Angeles National Forest in Fontana, California, the rumored Speedway monster has been seen racing across the landscape around the Fontana Speedway since the 1950s. Oh. Now, this one I could go look for on a weekend trip. This yeah. is close to home. Yeah, this one's real. This is just All out right. on the 60 uh, freeway towards Pomona. Sure. Um, if I'm not, uh, if, if I'm racing around wrong. the racetrack, yeah, he's been seen, uh, not in a car, uh, but just out roadrunner style, roadrunner style. You know yeah. what? You were right to laugh at that first. I just picked up on that too. <laughs> yeah. That means you're listening. <laughs> I put it. I put it in there as dust, a play on words. Dust cloud on his yeah. Behind his feet. Yeah, that's kind of picture. That's why I like this guy, and he's also like a drag race Sasquatch. Like he's a cool <laughs> hipster, like American graffiti Sasquatch. Super All chill right. dude again. Super chill dude. I I'm telling laugh. you, our Southern California Sasquatchy <laughs> are uh, they're pretty chill. Wow, um, it's a large variety. So. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so there had been reports of the Speedway Monster in the 1950s. Now, apparently, a uh, entire group of people, a crowd of, like, people were watching races on the racetrack in, like, 1951 when they looked up and they saw a giant uh, creature running through the field just outside the Speedway. Oh, wow. And um, so all these people saw it, and that's why they started calling it the Speedway Monster, because he was right outside the space track, mm-hmm. or the space track, this uh, racetrack. Um, and 
encounters uh, of this creature. Now, no one ever got up close to it. They would always see it from a distance. Uh, they continued all the way through the 1990s. One family, the, the Davis family, reported that their son had caught a glimpse of a gray, hairy creature running through their property around the time some of their chickens began disappearing. And they even found a few unlucky cluckers. For lack of a better term, apparently oh, that's the best term. Unlucky cluckers. That was stomped. awesome. Yeah. I don't feel good. Nailed about it. it. Stomped to death. They found Ooh. chickens had been flattened, as Ooh. if something had just stomped on them. Right. Now, uh, a little further west in the Mojave Desert, uh, from jo- in uh, Joshua, oh, from uh, Joshua National Tree Park to Death Valley, residents, servicemen. Campers and hikers have all told tales of the Yucca Man, a blonde-colored Sasquatch with a chest the size of a refrigerator and long arms that droop past his knees. He's been seen on the trails and um, hiking paths around the rocks of the beautiful alien landscape of Joshua Tree National Park. In 1971, a Marine guard stationed at 29 Palms reported an encounter with a Yeti, quote-unquote, that left him with his rifle twisted like a pretzel. According to the bruised and befuddled guards, the creature came out at him from the brush. Uh, the soldier raised his rifle to fire, thinking it was a wild animal, but was stunned to see a towering, hairy man coming at him. So again, uh, the creature moved quickly, grabbing the rifle, bending it in half, and knocking out the Marine, who was lucky that he lived to tell this tale. Uh, and the creature, he went back to his base and told his buddies about it. They made fun of him. Yeah, it's but, Bugs um, Bunny. Yeah, they made fun of him, but the encounter supposedly captured the attention of the CIA and the FBI who came out to investigate the report. Really? So someone up at the chain of command took this a little seriously. Sure. Um, and a rock climber uh, in, um, in the early 1990s just, uh, discovered that he had um, apparently captured... The Yucca Man on his reel of film when he had been taking uh, photos at night of a trail that led up to a cave. And uh, I forgot to pull it up here, but I'm going to show you guys the photo of the Yucca Man. And you'll see it is it apparently looks like a bipedal creature, hairy, like a Bigfoot. And he's got the um, same sort of um, shape that is traditional to the Bigfoot. Looks a little bit like Patty from oh. the Patterson-Gimlin. So here's the photo of the Yucca Man that this camper found, or this hiker, rock climber, found on his reel of film oh. at night. It You can see in the photo that the creature is walking uh, away from oh, him. Oh, that's cool. So its back is towards camera. That's and- weird. It almost looks like... Like it just light, like you can see through it. Yeah, it looks a little. Um, it does look a little uh, apparitiony. You know I what agree. that reminds me of is like when you did your episode on Goatman. That one photo that they had yes. of like the white Goatman. It was almost like hazy and 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 transparent, fuzzy, like just like that photo right there. Well, and you'll see that whatever this is, it is the same color of the brush of the around. Brush? I mean, it looks exactly like yeah. it. That's why. And I wonder if it looks translucent because of the distance the flash now clearly you can tell that this creature or whatever this is was um th- this is night so it's got to be pitch black out there yeah. so this guy probably you know all he's seeing is the flash of light which is why he didn't notice and is this, he like that's thing. what i'm saying are these headlights or is this just no a this flash? is a flash camera okay. flash he was taking he was just out taking pictures at night um he had seen this trail that uh led up to a cave 
and he was just taking a picture of the trail, and he was just snapping a bunch of photos. It's the, okay. First of all, it's super weird activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. take pictures of this trail. I and, know. Oh, I just, just don't have any time during mm. the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm assuming he had some. When I can see where I am. Another, My day is filled with things to do. Here's another look at it. list. But I do have nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so he was going through his. Uh, that's just another version of that's it. Um, wild. It's a nut. He was going through it, uh, his reel, when he got home. Bizarre. And he went, what the hell is this? Um, and, uh, yeah, so anyway, but it, it, maybe he's transparent. Maybe it's, he's an interdimensional creature. Um, who knows? So he didn't see the creature when he was, uh, no. w- when he was actually on location. No, he, because it was, it was one of those so things dark. where he went home and he, it was one of those photos. things, he went home, went through the photos, went, holy shit, what mm. the fuck was this? And this thing was probably, you know, 10, 15 yards away from him wow. and he did not know. So that's Sounds the yuck paranormal to me. Next, we have the Cement Monster, Big Bear Lake. Ken Fox, a former Marine stationed in 29 Palms, just like our If you're going to be a Marine, your name should be Ken Fox. Oh, yeah. From 1986 to 1989, contacted Bigfoot researcher Doug Trapp about an encounter that he and his Marine buddy Mike had with the fabled Cement Monster in 1988. Now, apparently, there's an old abandoned cement factory in the Lucerne Valley near Big Bear Lake where a giant... Blondford creature, so this is connected, might be the same entity as Yucca Man, is said to dwell. Ken and Mike were cutting through the desert, heading back to base after a weekend trip to Big Bear Lake, and what they encountered uh, was as follows, in Ken Fox's own words in his email to Doug Trapp. Now, uh, I would like uh, Bryce to read the role of Ken Fox in right. uh, his encounter with the cement monster. I'd like him to be steely. And, yeah, he's uh, a marine. Steely so marine. Give us your soldier. All right, hoorah! <laughs> we were completely down from the mountain and just entering the desert. Still kind of going downhill. On the right-hand side of the road, there's a cement factory sort of all by itself. There isn't any civilization around for about 10 miles or so, which isn't uncommon for the Mojave Desert. Mike was driving. I believe I saw it first. From the left side of the road, something very large seemed to stand up on two legs and run across the road. The bottom half looked human, covered with hair. The top half wasn't very visible, but appeared monsterish, scary in other words. The headlights only got the bottom half, and the damn thing ran out at about 150 feet in front of us. It made it across the road in three strides. I distinctly remember seeing the arms pumping back and forth, just like any of us would do if sprinting across the road in front of a car. It appeared to be eight feet tall. <clears throat> Excuse me, I get all choked up when I'm reminiscing about this. <laughs> now, for the interesting part, I didn't say anything. I just kind of glanced over at Mike. He just kind of glanced back at me. <laughs> then we both looked right at each other. What the hell was that? I said. That was the cement monster after him. Mike slammed on the brakes and turned around. I started digging through the glove box looking for his wife's pistol. I said, go down that dirt road. Still looking for the pistol about 300 feet down the dirt road was the old cement factory, but no sign of the thing that ran out in front of us. So we drove around a little bit, but didn't see it. We talked about it a few times before our enlistments were over. The strange thing is that we just accepted that we had simply seen some sort of a prehistoric man and that was that and it was no big deal and maybe someday we might be privileged enough 
to see another. I believe it's interdimensional. I believe it's probably <laughs> Wait a minute, some, give me back my some, laptop. Uh, I believe right, it's probably me. some type of parallel uh, interdimensional <laughs> being. All right, all so, right. <clears throat> anyway. I really enjoy the voice, and I think it's probably going to get you a movie. Awesome. <laughs> I also you know, I did a movie in the Mojave <laughs> Desert. <laughs> oh, God. I wonder why uh, Mike, uh, his wife, had a pistol in the glove compartment. Yeah, right, and why, cool. and why Kent Fox was like, yeah. you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Mike, totally. go down the road. Yeah. Okay, whatever you say, Cam. Yeah. Oh, man. You're so handsome. Yeah. No, that's interesting, though. It's it's interesting, too, that they keep referring to this creature as a primitive man, like mm-hmm. the prospector. Uh, Lancaster said the same, I believe, the same thing. Um, and uh, this military stuff is a recurring theme with the Mojave uh, Desert Sasquatch encounters. And none is weirder than the stories that come from Edwards Air Force Base. Oh, man. Now, this shit is awesome. We could have done an entire episode, and we might do so in the future, about the stuff that goes on at Edwards Air Force Base. Did a movie there. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not true. (laughs) So, strange encounters of the Desert Bigfoot peaked during the 1970s. And perhaps the strangest encounters of all were those that allegedly took place in and around, and yes, under Edwards Air Force Base, located Mm. in Kern County, California, just 22 miles north of Lancaster. According to a retired lieutenant, major, and a grunt that Doug Trapp, the Bigfoot researcher that uh, Ken Fox wrote his email to, and I just want to say sidebar, I got a lot of these stories in my research from BigfootEncounters.com that I believe Doug Trapp, uh, this Bigfoot researcher out of Texas, put together. And man, there is some really good stuff there, really good stories. Shout Um, out to DT. So uh, it was an integral part to my research. Uh, Now... Uh, Doug Trapp apparently talked to some retired military men who told these stories. They would not give their names, but he does give their rank, uh, to show, to give it a little bit more credibility and show respect to these guys. Um, now, uh, he interviewed them for his site, Bigfoot Sightings, or BigfootEncounters.com, about nocturnal, large, hairy creatures that have been spotted lurking outside the Air Force Base. Now, these former military men spoke to Trap on the condition of anonymity, but they acknowledged that Edwards was a major location for testing top-secret military aircraft and that the base was a UFO hotspot. So they were testing their R stuff, and then a lot of UFOs were spotted around the Air Force Base as if they were interested in what was happening in Edwards. Yeah. The retired lieutenant even went on to acknowledge that these UFOs were indeed extraterrestrial and that the military knew very little about them. So this links back to what we were talking about at the top of the show, these AAVs showing up around this military base. Now, perhaps what they knew a little bit more about, because apparently they spotted them all the time, were their furry desert neighbors a group of numerous Bigfoot that populated the arid landscape around the base. While conducting surveillance one night in the 1970s, an officer reported a tall, hairy, bipedal creature uh, that had been detected through one of their, um, their scopes, infiltrating the perimeter of the base. And this officer oh, wow. radioed Infiltrating the, the yeah, perimeter. Yeah, it came in through the perimeter, and this guy was like, l- radioed this lieutenant and went, uh, you're not uh, uh, yeah. going to believe this, but I got my eyes on this on these one of these night scopes that they can see 500, 600 feet out, and he sees this entity come in. 
And at first, I think the guys at the base made fun of him, but then the lieutenant got on the horn and he took it seriously. Um, and because there's someone that's on the base that's not supposed to be there. Sure. So um, he, he, the, the lieutenant uh, came to the scene and the guard repeated his tale and the lieutenant could see that he was really freaked out. And soon both men were viewing the creature through the starlight scope from about 500 meters away. Uh, yeah, 500 meters, not feet. As I so said now earlier. they both got eyes on it. Now they both yeah. have eyes on it. Now the Sasquatch seemed to be scanning the ground as if it were looking for something. A helicopter was sent out for a flyover and the creature was reported to flee into the wilderness afraid of the helicopter and it was bounding over desert rocks uh, like a deer and mm. disappeared. Now, supposedly, such activity only increased, with military officials seeing packs of the creatures at night, males, females, and even juveniles. And they would be able to, they said that uh, they were obvious, obviously females, I think because they're talking about their large pendulous breasts, mm -hmm. and We've that, uh, that and the juveniles were sure, often sure. Uh, seen paired with the females, so the young would stick stick with the mothers, and the males moved, out, moved around with, you know, sort of separately. Wild. Um, at first, command was concerned that the creatures were perhaps connected to the UFOs. That's why I love so this. So the lieutenant was ordered to observe and report until the entities could be identified. This, of course, all remained top secret. The officers continued to observe the animals for years, up to and after the lieutenant retired in 1975. So this activity, I think, started around 1970-71 and was still going on by 1975. Mm. Uh, and the major that Doug Trapp interviewed uh, for this story confirmed that confirmed the lieutenant's story and added that the Bigfoot were not... They decided ultimately they were not connected to the UFOs or... <sighs> EBE activity, uh, which stands for Extraterrestrial Biological Entity. Okay. Um, but they settled on the idea that they were some type of undiscovered animal. Oh. Now, according Who's he to make that call, I'm yeah, right? just saying this was what the but military. In, and if this is all military. Do you think there exist photos of this well, somewhere? Well, we're right? getting to this. This has happened. You're asking the right know, question. According to this source, the major, uh, higher ranking officers often filmed the creatures. And there is allegedly uh, photos, video, and security footage of the creatures roaming the underground tunnels beneath Edwards Air Force Base. And all of this stuff was kept top secret. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of it, too, because the uh, uh, the top, top of uh, command was concerned that if um, it got out that, that there were entities breaching the air breaching the base that uh, they were worried about people trying to do it too they didn't want to they didn't want to let on that edwards was penetrable breachable, yeah sure. breachable yeah. Nice. and they also didn't want to release footage of their tunnels because what the tunnels are being used used for were also was also classified but um the major says that this video does exist and it's all in the military's possession and we'll then never what see were it. they looking for maybe their confiscated friend mm. and uh, their kidnapped uh, yeah, friend maybe totally. the, the grunt uh, that traps spoke at to yeah, it's just, we need we need more minds Watched like yours a lot on this of TV. show. Yeah, spoke to that he spoke to said that he uh, that only higher ranking officers were allowed to carry cameras to film them. That they didn't want privates and low ranking officers with cameras. They weren't allowed to have them. That's how apparently often they were seeing these uh, these creatures. 
Um, there was even a creature nicknamed Blue Eyes that had been spotted by a military uh, policeman uh, um, stationed on the base named Sergeant House. And this was from a separate report um, that a Bigfoot fellow Bigfoot researcher, uh, researcher Bobby Ann Slate took. Mm. According to House, who was patrolling the old sled track that was once used for jet propulsion testing back in the 1940s, he was heading back to the main base. And I noticed maybe 200, 300 yards to my left, these large blue eyes. I do a lot of night hunting, and it was strange. They were larger than anything I've ever seen before. The blue eyes had to be about four inches apart and seven feet off the ground. I stopped the truck and sat there watching them. It was too dark to see any body shape to the thing, but the blue glows proceeded toward You're my like truck. You're like a glowing blue yeah, eye. I, mean, I thought I was just thinking about like some dreamy blue glowing eyes. Glowing blue eyes proceeded right. towards my truck at a right angle for about 100 yards and then stopped. The movement of the eyes was extremely fast. Another thing that bothered me was that they didn't bob up and down. It was like two lights on a wire moving from one point to That's another. called the Terminator run. <laughs> yeah. I can do it really yeah. well. Can you really? <laughs> yeah. When you run at somebody really fast without moving your legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it's awesome. Really dis- at- it's really disconcerting. Is you should try it to one of your the- friends. Did you have to do this for filming? No, I just do it to creep people out. Oh, the, the Robert Patrick T2 <laughs> mm-hmm. run. Yeah, 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 the T2 run. Awesome. Yeah, mysterious indeed. We'll put that up on our social media accounts. Yeah, and uh, and the mysterious nature of these creatures remains shrouded in the desert <clears throat> night to this very day. Man. Like the deserts of Southern California, reports of the desert Bigfoot are vast and sprawling. Perhaps one day the mysterious hairy devils will emerge from their hiding places and greet humanity face to face. But with the way things have been going lately, perhaps they're better off laying in wait in the canyons, caves, and hills and beating the heat until cooler times prevail. Beating the heat. <laughs> oh, so I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, because obviously, listen, like these things can penetrate like a top secret, not top secret, but like a, yeah, you know, it uh, is pretty, it's a pretty uh, secure base, obviously. And it's like, obviously, if these things can get into their underground tunnels, there's, you know, they're there's something more to meets the eye. These aren't just like, you know, undiscovered hominids like, oh, I'm going to get into those underground tunnels and somehow do. There's something more at play here, Mike, I think. It's just a desert chud. <laughs> yeah, Might be. Yeah. Well, we're going to take yeah. a totally. quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have uh, our final segment, Ken Fox's What the Hell Was That? What the <laughs> hell tarnation was that? Hey everyone, this is Riley. I wanted to let you know we've launched our Patreon page. It's a place where listeners can help support the show and gain access to exclusive bonus content. For $5 a month, our Patreon members get special episodes like our Campfire Stories, Movie Club, and Out There episodes where we explore our own little place in the cosmos. We also post behind-the-scenes conversations that happen during the breaks and all sorts of other bonuses. We put a lot of love into these episodes, and we make a lot of them. They're a deeper level of the show where we expand on ideas and concepts from our main feed. Our weekly show will, of course, always remain free, but for $5 a month, our Patreon members will gain full access to the inner sanctum of the BCC. We hope you'll join us there. That's patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club. And thanks for listening. All right, Aaron. Aaron's got this. We we ask all of our guests after they hear these stories. I'll do. What the hell what, was that? What the hell was that? 
Oh, I tell you, I don't even know what the hell that was. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I want to see one, but I can't even tell you, Mike. Mike, <laughs> go give my wife's gun. Give my wife's gun. Go to the forest. You want my take on what the yeah. hell that was? What yeah, do you, what do you think, think about these stories? Crazy. I mean, and listen, I, I I have to tell you, researching this was overwhelming. There is so there's so much stuff I had to leave out because we didn't yeah. have time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, are you so never? Much shit. The thing that wow. is always so tricky to me is when all these things happen around an air force, but you know, around like that are that the military is embroiled in it. Yeah. That's the part that's like, why is it always that? Right. Um, because why is none of it happening just like maybe it's that the military bases are always kind of out there. Well, in the that was my that first guess is a lot of these exactly that these bases are put out in places that are hard to get to, that are lower for privacy, security. Like, right. You know, they also have like sensitive that. monitoring equipment, so they they're do. more likely they pick to pick up, up stuff. Yeah. I mean, there was a guy that was sitting out there with a starlight scope, and they were just there observing the base. Yeah, his job is to watch to guard. out. He was a guard. guard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because it is a military base, they are constantly on guard in case there is going to be some kind of attack. But this stuff is a- like that—that that always just makes me think, like, well, where is that footage? Like, what is the what? Yeah. What's the statute of limitations that for the military forever? Oh, probably forever. Yeah. for you know things that they deem that the public unsafe for public consumption, it, they're never going to put out there. Yeah, and they didn't even um, uh, acknowledge Edwards Air Force Base didn't even acknowledge any of this stuff until like 2009. There was. They have acknowledged well, it now. Well, in what? a roundabout way, um, and I, I, I want to find this article, which is why I didn't really include it in the report. But um, apparently, there was their Edwards Air Force Base newsletter uh, that they put out for you know military for servicemen and women. Um, there had been they were talking to retired uh, people that worked at the station, and there was an article about stories about the desert Bigfoot that they had seen in and around the base. So, and that's the only quote unquote official acknowledgement that Edwards has made on it, and it was through their newsletter and sort of a reminiscent joke and joke and talking yeah, about that the was folklore. probably even tongue in cheek as well. I, mean, I have a feeling it must have been, but. It at least was an official military document wow. that acknowledged that these stories were common around there. You know what? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do this. For you. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna Aaron Brockovich this. I'm gonna get like re- really tight, close. See if I still got it. You and got go it. to like the Waters records and be like, I don't even know. I'm just like looking for this video from my dad's birthday. I can't even. No, you know what? You seem so busy. I'll look through the files. Don't even worry yourself. Oh my um, God, you're cute. I, I know I've gone southern with it too. She wasn't even. I, I suddenly want to do this so bad. I'll be your like driver. I'll help you research. I'll sit in the car while yeah. you got you go flirt oh with the God. guys in uniform to get the this. Aaron, I'm telling you, we can go do it if you yeah. want to. This would and be we're gonna change fun. everything, and then people are gonna be like, we're gonna have to Aaron Hayes this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love this idea. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'll make sure God, there's a loaded pistol in the yeah. in the glove compartment. <laughs> get, get my wife's pistol. <laughs> you'll send me into the cement factory. You'll first. be you'll be my mic. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing we're openly discussing this plan on the internet. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> before doing oh, it. Shit, oh, man. Oh boy. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's almost is, like it won't happen. What is now? actress Aaron Hayes doing here? And haven't I seen that guy on TV? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or wait. 
Oh. They're from my gym. Oh. <laughs> they, go, they go to my kids' school. They go to my, my kids. Their kids go to school. With my oh, kids. there goes that great idea. Dang. Oh, oh man, that would have been awesome. You but I don't know. I mean, I I think like there's so much the mill. Of course, like that's, listen. I love this story because a, com- a common occurrence and a common theme with a lot of UFO Dude, it's got army men and Bigfoot. Are, this is like your favorite yes, thing. Yes, <laughs> Around military bases, it's not uncommon to report you know, unidentified aerial phenomena. And I love when you can link a UFO sightings or, or some type of anomalous phenomena in the air to sightings on the ground of like hairy bipeds. You know I love that linkage. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and you know... You know I, I love that linkage. You know, I just love you that. You know, link. I love that linkage, bro. <laughs> I just think there's something there. I think there's something connected to it. And I, 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 I got obviously mad when that one guy made the assumption. Oh, you're wearing your Bigfoot socks like me. Look yeah, at baby. that. There's a linkage. That, you guys, Look, there's yo, a linkage. You know, you know I, I love, love that, that linkage. linkage. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when the one guy's like, "Oh no, not related." Like, you know, who's he to say? Um, well, I don't know. I think that um, I think that came after a few years of observing it, yeah. and maybe they know a little bit more than we do. Right. But 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 this does sound very much in common with the stories that came out of Skywalker Ranch. Yeah. Where there were stories of UFOs and Bigfoot on the property. Is, this, is Skywalker Ranch different oh, wait, than I always Skinwalker, say it, Skinwalker Ranch? Ranch. Yeah. I always say Skywalker Ranch. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's my fault. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch was the one no, that we were talking right. about. The Robert Bigelow. Yeah. Um, Seems I to just be talk this, about Star Wars this, all the time. It's like my autocorrect for my mouth. Yeah. No, it seems to be there, there's this like plethora of phenomena happening, whether it's like, you know, families of Bigfoots or and then the UFOs in the sky. And then and then, first of all, how did we skip past that? These things are able to get into their underground tunnel system. You well, know what I mean? Obviously, and it makes, it's not like they're carrying wire cutters in like, you know. Um, you don't know what they're carrying. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Well, and they this, might have like a built-in marsupial pouch. Yeah, they might. And <laughs> yes. this is this yeah. is what I wanted to say. Yeah, like a Bigfoot fan, fanny pack, blowtorch. <laughs> um, but they, uh, this also might be why they're building military bases in these areas with these high, weird, uh, highly strange activity. Maybe they're putting bases there to also guard whatever's going on out there from the public and for the public. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. Maybe like that... that there's just numerous Area 51s? Yeah, well, yeah. maybe. And strange, you know, uh, pockets of strange shit happening, and they're like, we better put a base there because, A, it's out in the middle of nowhere, and also because there's some <laughs> weird shit happening here. <laughs> Rewriting the history of Edwards Air Force Base. The military. No, um, we better casually. put a base there. Yeah, we're putting <laughs> it there because we see some big things. Guys, there. we better put a base here. <laughs> yeah. It's a pocket of weird shit. Yeah. yeah. Put a base on it. Put, Put a, a base, base on, on it. <laughs> put a base on it. <laughs> you know what, boys? We best just put a base on it. <laughs> I sometimes, don't know. Sometimes I listen back to this show, uh, and I'm like, oh, Michael, you are the dumbest person who's ever lived. <laughs> no, second dumbest, I right next ever, to me. <laughs> I can't ever listen to anything I ever do. It's my uh, worst nightmare to have to I, consistently I, listen to my own voice. Constantly using the wrong words, the wrong terms. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, man, that's like, how we started this show, oh, man. God. Just a couple of armchair dudes, like, talking this game. Listen, God. we, we love it. It's not easy we, what we do no, every week. We do it because we love it, and we're interested in these stories, and I'm not going to be the type of guy that, like, dispels my, these... My <laughs> image of the military is such, they have such a casual attitude <laughs> About <laughs> Put a base on. Put a base on. Put a base on. Yeah. <laughs> <God. laughs> 
Oh, oh man. God. What were you saying? I'm sorry. You know, I just like I. I'm actually one of those guys that take these, you know, these eyewitnesses accounts strewn about the the UFO lore and Bigfoot lore. I I, I take them at uh, at their base facts. I'm not I'm not one to call these people like uh, crazy or or, path, or pathological. You know, I, I think I think there's something happening here. There and these things are being reported, and like you said, they're on the down low and. And yeah. so they're seeing something. They're the, they're seeing something. They're feeling something, and they're the military ones are hard to do because they're like, well, we're not going to say their name, so right. you can't interview right. them a second. You just have to like trust us that these people exist. And how given you, them ranks, and how do you conf- like, and also how do you, you confirm whether or not somebody actually was I was mean, there and said it? That's you know, a, you know you're just trusting were, the person who wrote the article. And also, yeah. if yeah. if the if they're interviewing, how can you confirm? Have they confirmed that they actually were? stationed at that base during that time that they didn't hear because edwards air force yeah. base also probably isn't going to go oh yeah we did have that guy stationed here at that point in time yeah and why do you want to know this oh so what do you want big- aaron brockovich here's all our records <laughs> yeah. we're gonna get in there and get the facts <laughs> oh man no you're absolutely right because listen it's like the people who love the skeptics and the and the reductionists love to you know, oh, this is just a trailer park phenomenon you know but it's it, this is what we're saying it's no it's not you know the best the best UAP footage that we've seen lately are the ones that come out of these F-18, you know, these gun cameras where these, these you know, f- fighter jockeys are chasing these things down, being outmaneuvered and, and, and talking about it over their comm system as it's happening. So oh, I got to go watch some of those. Yes, this is incredible so stuff. So, I mean, these are this is why we love those military accounts. We love, like, officers' accounts because they're trained observers. Support the troops. Yeah, absolutely. And they will support you back with Bigfoot encounter stories. Yeah. Uh, this <laughs> I love this story, Mike, because I, I, I didn't know much about... I hadn't heard about this. And it's, uh, Dude, there's so much Edwards Air Force Base stuff. And at least we learned that there are two wild. ways to penetrate it. One, if you're a Bigfoot, and two, using your feminine wiles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. With a tube top. <laughs> <laughs> One, as a Bigfoot, and two, with a tube top. What is a tube top? Oh, we man. better put a base on it. Hey, Major Frank, put in a tube top. Go, go get her that box Coming of the uh, the Bigfoot photos we we've been hiding. She's yeah. just yeah. As, she's just as charming as a mouse. I'll tell you what. Oh my God! There's thank the, you. You are something else. I don't know what's happening to me, but I just trust this woman. I, she, there's something about her. She just is 100. Oh percent They're called God. tits, Ken. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> ah, so anyway, this is a Bigfoot we captured on camera. Uh, yeah. you keep that. We got copies. Well, so what do you think? Bullshit or believe it? Uh, kind of believe it. <laughs> kind of bullshit, right? Yeah. Kind of bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It's right in the middle. Yeah. It is kind of in the middle, but God, it's so cool. Yeah. I love, I love this stuff. All and I know is I'm getting on Reserve America for some Anso Borrego <laughs> camping dates next summer. Absolutely. Good luck out there. Let and also, Reserve anything. America, it's for us. But you know, <laughs> you, make, you make another great point, too. So many times we often think that, oh, I'm not deep in the Pacific Northwest. I'm not going to see anything. No, if you're yeah. out at Joshua Tree, keep your eyes peeled. If you're out, uh, yeah, I was camping in Malibu. I was camping in Malibu on one of those nights when when the um the missile test or whatever. Oh yeah, went. Falcon X. Yeah, Falcon X. We were camping and I was out washing dishes by myself, looking, going like, "This is something." Oh right. my god! You know, all, all of Los Angeles is like this has got to be yeah. what has happened. So slow, so beautiful, so like you know, and then the, you know, it's like. I wasn't in service, so it was until the next night. We're like, what? <laughs> right, yeah. right. And then you're like, oh, at least you got right. to have that moment. Because yeah, it was a little moment. 
quickly spoiled for the rest of us. Yeah. By the time I was posting the video on Instagram, like yeah. it was like, isn't that a great? A, it's self- a rocket. It's a rocket. Isn't that a great self psychological test though for your own self? Yeah. You're like, it's like how you would go through the motions or the feelings in the in the thought process of seeing some type of you know some phenomena that you just can't explain away. Yeah. Um, you know, because in our lives we all might see something. You know. Yeah, who knows guys. How if react. you see something, say something. Say something. See, say it. And say it. That's right. Right. Up. Wow. Well, I want to say thank you yeah. to our guest Aaron Hayes. Thanks for having yeah. me, guys. Oh, man. You were awesome. This was a this fun, was fun one. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Should they? Should you want to be found? Edwards should Air you, Force Base. Should you? I live at <laughs> <laughs> like the Desert Sasquatch. Where can we? Where can we look you up? First of all, look up. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HayesLady.com. Okay, great. Not .com. I just gave myself a .com <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. Oh, she's so charming. You can have it. <laughs> she says she's from a website. <laughs> I believe her. <laughs> um, and anything plug to plug coming uh, up? Yeah, stuff? watch Dangerous Book for Boys on Amazon. Great, awesome. We'll do that. Uh, Riley, anything? Not, not today. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, Brycey Bryce. Yeah, follow We're us in uh, mid June right now, or uh, yeah, mid to late June. There you go. Well, listen, follow us on our social media accounts. We're on Twitter at uh, Bigfoot underscore C Club. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, we try and do a great job of adding photos to these great little stories, and uh, yeah, we appreciate your uh, your viewership and your listening. And if you want to contribute even more to the show, you can check us out on Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Collectors Club for exclusive episodes uh, that we try and put up there as well. Yeah, and what, we're going to have a little uh, outtake from today's episode up there right now if you mm-hmm. want to go check it out. Check it on out. Um, okay, great. I'm McMills on everything. You can find me there. Um, I want to thank all of you guys for listening to the show. Uh, this has been so much fun, and uh, we're going to keep it rolling. I want to thank our producer, Riley Bray, yes. for our sound, and I want to thank Sun Eaters for our music, Curtis of Lotus Pool Records. Check out their catalog over there on that website. I think you'll find something that you enjoy. Um, thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week with more stories of high strangeness. See you. Get the gun out of the glove compartment. <laughs> Let's go, Mike. Go, Mike. Well, I don't understand why you can't do it. I'm in church here. I'm the man. Listen, when your voice is deeper, you get to push people around. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. 
Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.